0: Hi everyone again, this is the second uh, opportunity that I've had to maybe recite some poetry uh, for you. Um, I was rather surprised uh, when I saw it on our Facebook that the uh, last offering was described as episode one. I was amazed at that, I feel now compelled to give you episode two, wasn't really sure that it was going to be a continuous thing so uh, glad of the opportunity and uh, glad to see also that uh, uh something like hundred and sixty five people uh, listen to uh that we post and that uh, thing on soundcloud so um in one way it surprises me but in another way it doesn't surprise me there's that's a, a great sense of like poetry itself can can uh do certain things to our spirit it can lift our spirit and it can uh help us in in times of need and it can uh just transform certain situations. So um, the po- poems I've chosen to you for you today are, are just a few well-beloved poems. And uh, the first uh, is by Keats. And uh, most of us, I suppose, of a certain age, would have uh, learned uh, some of Keats' poems in in school. And um, they weren't very easy for twelve and thirteen-year-olds and fourteen-year-olds. Uh, there's something about those poems that stay with you and um, you you, kind of learn them in those days as well too, uh, maybe off by heart and uh, you return to them as as, uh, things that you realise are things of great beauty. So um, that's especially true with uh, Keats poems, isn't it? You know, the the images and uh, the sentiments that they kind of awaken in your own heart are, 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 are... they kind of amaze you sometimes. So um, the first one that I've chosen is really just one one of Keats's poems, uh, le, Be- le Belle dans Sans merci um, And I'll just uh, read that for you just now. I walk and hail the wretched White, Alone and palely loitering. The sedge is withered from the lake, And no birds sing what can ail thee, wretched white, so haggard and so woe-begone? The squirrel's granary is full, and the harvest done. I see a lily on thy brow, with anguish moist and fever-dew, and on thy cheek a fading rose fast withereth too. I met a lady in the meads, full beautiful, a fairy's child, her hair was long, her foot was light, and her eyes were wild. I set her on my pacing steed, and nothing else saw all day long, for sideways would she lean and sing a fairy's song. I made a garland for her head, and bracelets too, and fragrant zone. She looked at me, and she did love and made sweet moan. She found me roots of relish sweet and honey wild and manna dew, and sure in language strange she said, I love thee true. She took me to her elfin grot, and there she gazed and sighed deep, and there I shut her wild sad eyes, so kissed to sleep. And there we slumbered on the moss, and there I dreamed, ah, woe betide the latest dream I ever dreamed on that cold hillside. I saw pale kings and princes too, pale warriors, death pale were they all, who cried la belle danse en merci, hath and Thrall. I saw their starved lips in the gloom with a horrid warning gate wide, and I woke and found me here on the cold hillside. And that is where I sojourn here, alone and palely loitering, though the sedges withered, From the lake And no birds sing It's such a a beautiful poem and the words are are so um, the words just uh, stay with you Um, It's a thing of great beauty and I suppose as a 12 or 13 year old you you wondered what it was all about uh, as you return to it over and over again you over the years you realize it's just a thing of great beauty and tenderness so i hope you enjoyed that one the second poem that i'd like to read is uh, by Roger kipling and it's just simply called if uh, and it's very really often uh, read on different occasions and it's kind of a poem of wise words um Poems, uh, the poem itself is often quoted by politicians uh, about themselves and about their decisions. Uh, So uh, I think it kind of appeals, though, to most people um, that the words and the advice that it has are things that maybe we could all take to ourselves. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowances for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, of all your winnings and risk it in one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds. It's a great poem, uh, and as I say, it's off quoted by different people, and especially politicians who like to kind of quote it. Um, but it's full of uh, good advice about life, and about decisions, and about uh, things that you do in life. So um, I hope that you enjoyed uh, that poem as well. The two last poems that I'd like to read to you are by uh, Wilfred Owen, and he's a great favourite of mine. Uh, I like all about his life. Uh, and uh, when you read about it, I re- read a recent uh, biography, which was very good. Uh, but um, when you read about it and the tragedy that his life ends in the last few days of the First World War, it's just uh, just so sad. Uh, and uh, but he leaves us with these wonderful uh, poems. Uh, he a great fit, uh, friend in Siegfried Sassoon uh, who helped him in those uh, days of the war but also um, promoted his poems as well. So um, they've come to, to sum up the tragedy of war and the brutality of war and the regret of war as well. Um, so two two ones that I'd like to, to read to you today are uh, Strange Meeting and "Dulce de Corum Est. It seemed that out of the battle I escaped, down some profound dull tunnel, long since scooped, through granites which titanic wars had groined, yet also their encumbered sleepers groaned, too fast in thought or death to be bestirred. Then as I probed them, one sprang up and stared, with piteous recognition and fixed eyes, lifting distressful hands as if to bless. And by his smile, I knew that sullen hall, with a thousand fears that visions, face was grained. Yet no blood reached there from the upper ground, and no guns thumped or down the flues made moan. A strange friend, I said. Here is no cause to mourn. None said the other, save the undone years, the hopelessness, whatever hope is yours was my life also. I went hunting wild after the wildest beauty in the world, which lies not calm in eyes or braided hair, but mocks the steady running of the hour. And if it grieves, grieves richer than here. For by my glee might many men have laughed, and of my weeping something has been left, which must I now, I mean the truth untold, the pity of war, the pity of war distilled. Now men will go content with what we spoiled, or discontent, boil bloody and be spilled. They will be swift with swiftness of the tigress. None will break ranks, though nations trek from progress. Courage was mine, and I had mystery. Wisdom was mine, and I had mastery. To miss the march of the retreating world into vain citadels that are not walled. Then, when much blood has clogged their chariot wheels, I would go up and wash them from sweet wells. Even with truths that lie too deep for taint, I would have poured my spirit without stint, but not through wounds, not in the cess of war. Foreheads of men have bled where no wounds were. I am the enemy you killed, my friend. I knew you in the dark, for you so frowned. Yesterday, through me, as you jabbed and killed, I parried, but my hands were loath and cold. Let us sleep now. It's such a beautiful poem, and it's uh, about uh, two individuals uh, who are dead, uh, and one uh, has killed the other and uh, the day before and then uh, the other person who's been killed uh, speaks to this person who, who now is dead as well and, and they're in this underworld uh, and they speak about the tragedy of war. The second of the poems is Doce de Cormes by the same poet Bent double, like old beggars under sacks, Knock-kneed, coughing like hags, we cursed through sludge, Till on the haunting flares we turned our backs, And toward our distant rest began to trudge. Men marched asleep, many had lost their boots, But limped and blood shod. On went lame, all blind, drunk with fatigue, Deaf even to the hoots, of gas shells dropping softly behind. Gas! Gas! Quick, boys! An ecstasy of fumbling, fitting the clumsy helmets just in time. But someone still was yelling out and stumbling and floundering like a man in fire or lime. Dim through the misty panes and thick green light, as under a green sea I saw him drowning. In all my dreams, before my helpless sight, he plunges at me, guttering, choking, drowning. If in some some smothering dream, you too could pace behind the wagon that we flung him in, and watch the white eyes writhing in his face, his hanging face like a devil sick of sin. If you could hear at every jolt the blood, come gargling from the frothing, corrupted lungs, bitter as the cud, of vile, incurable sores on innocent tongues. My friends, you would not tell with such high zest to the children ardent for some desperate glory the old eye, the old lie, dolce et decorum est, pro patria mori.